Time for the Thomas Guide to All Things Political. John Thomas on The Bill Handel Show. President Trump seemingly passing out pardons to heroes of the far right almost as eagerly as Oprah once gifted Pontiacs to suburban moms. Hi, Handel here on a Friday morning coming up at 9.30. Niels DeVadra is uh, coming here with a Foodie Friday. And since it's National Donut Day, Neil brought a bunch of donuts, and we are going to do a taste test. Which donuts are better? Blind study, blind test. And uh, John, I want you to join us. Okay? I can't do that, Bill. Why? I can't. I'm on a 30-day, like, no dessert oh, It's thing. We're talking about a taste. We're not talking oh, about oh, eating. Oh, we're talking a taste. Yeah, we're, we're not talking, talking little, whole donuts. No, no, no. Little, oh, oh, little okay, bits cool. and pieces. Yeah, sure. I'd love to do that. Is that... <laughs> that blindfold looks like it's from your playroom, Bill. Uh, <laughs> no. You know where you get these? Uh, from the airplanes. Oh, yeah. Airplanes. Yeah. That's where you get that. So you'll have one of those. All right. Uh, let's do it. Really? Okay. Tuesday, we have... What do we have to... Oh, we have an election on Tuesday. Oh, per, first, yes. Please. First, it's Free Movie Friday, that's Bill. That's right. Free Movie Friday is... With Adam Tickets is back... <laughs> They're giving you a free chance to win movie tickets. Text them now. Text the word reporter to Adam1. That's A-T-O-M-1 for your chance to win. Standard data and text messaging rates apply. Yeah, who pays for texts anymore? I don't know why they say that. I don't either. I, you know, uh, it's, a, it's it's like our phone number uh, saying the word toll free. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, toll why? free. Yeah, I mean, I don't, know what that, I don't know what that means. All right. Uh, you don't want to do is just straight out tell me what's going to happen with the election on Tuesday, because we're going to have you here on Wednesday, uh, either going nanner, 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 I told you so, or wow, I was wrong <laughs> on that one. So let's talk about some of the most interesting races that are going to happen here in the Southland and uh, across the state and so, the country, I too. Mean, well, let's let's talk about the governor's race, uh, because that's that's the big ticket item. And the big question is, is Antonio Villaraigosa going to get to a runoff? Is it going to be a dem on dem runoff, or is it, or is a Republican going to get to the top two? And if so, which Republican? I've been pretty consistent in this, and I'm not changing my position. It is going to be a Republican and a Democrat in the runoff. Gavin Newsom has had a comfortable uh, lead this entire time. He will settle probably in the mid thirty, mid to high thirties. Uh, for his share of vote, and John Cox will be in a second place. It's very clear to me that that's what's going on, despite Antonio and his super PAC friends spending north of 20 plus million dollars, which is a healthy amount. Yeah, two things. Uh, does Fiorigosa know that he's going to lose? Do his people know? Yes, and I can tell you how I know. Uh, and I don't know from a primary source. I just, I, Their actions show me exactly what they know to be true. They're at the phase where you start throwing stuff against the wall to see if it moves numbers. For instance, you're, you're seeing now their latest attack ad is attacking John Cox for being uh, for attacking Gavin Newsom for supporting John Cox. And it's this weird, complex. Uh, I mean, they're right in the sense that Gavin is trying to prop up John Cox because he wants wants to run against Cox instead of Antonio. But by doing that, you're also reminding Republicans that John Cox is the Republican in the race. So all but ensuring that John Cox probably galvanizes whatever Republicans were still waiting on the fence. 
galvanizes those now, Republicans. Now, the money that is out there, so uh, out of the $20 million, how big a spend do you think uh, Villaraigosa is going to spend from now uh, until Monday? They're, they've been doing at least a million to two million a week per market, per media market for the last three weeks, and they're and they're still going to go and, balls to the wall. Well, yeah, well, because they've got the money, and so they're gonna they're gonna spend it. They don't refund donors at this point. But here's here's the problem. I can see how even a year ago in a smoke filled room with a bunch of consultants and rich donors, they can they can concoct this scheme where Antonio could get to a top two. And if he gets to a top two, he can defeat Gavin Newsom. I can see that model. There's one problem. Latino turnout is weak. A lot of uh, a lot of pollsters believe that Latino turnout was going to look like more like a presidential level because Trump's uh, uh, uh Approval ratings are low with that group. The left is fired up and there's just going to be a big lane for Antonio. But that's been the problem. It, this midterm cycle turnout nationwide has is looking like every other boring midterm cycle. Latinos don't typically vote in in big numbers. Um, young people are not voting in serious numbers. And you're seeing that in a lot of these Orange County congressional races um, that the electorate skewing older whiter and those uh, more conservative more more conservative exactly white and old is conservative so so what's happening with antonio right now you know they've spent i think over the super PAC spent over 15 million i think antonio spent like 10 million on his campaign side so that's a a healthy amount in a primary and while antonio probably started realistically in their internal tracking at about seven he's probably grown from seven to ten which is about uh where you think the latino turnout is actually going to be but here's the problem with this kind of this smoke-filled room uh, theory of Antonio getting through a top two. I don't know any Republican that is going to buy when Antonio Viragosa is selling, and, and, and there's for several reasons. One, he he's a liberal. I mean, he may, oh, yeah. he, maybe he's conservative on or, or agrees with charter schools and Israel. But beyond that, he's a liberal. And here's here's also the problem. If you look at the super PACs messaging, it's bigger, uh, more uh, attractive to a broader electorate messaging. But if you look at Antonio's campaign messaging on his TV ads, it's all about the dreamers fighting Trump. You can't message subgroups and expect the Republicans in this electorate. They have both partisans on both sides have very sensitive sniffers in primaries and they can they know Antonio is not one of them. One quick question before we uh, take a break and come back with some of the congressional races. Uh, Antonio Villaraigosa, is his career over? Yes, I don't see what he does after this. Uh, he's got, uh, I hear he has a, a high uh, burn rate <laughs> personally, so he, need, he needs income. I don't know where he goes. I mean, he could run uh, for a state Senate seat, but that's probably beneath him, to be honest. Um, maybe he runs for lieutenant governor, but remember, I think he's in his mid-60s right now. I think his only play here is if a Democrat takes the White House in 2020, he can hope for an appointment to transportation secretary or something. Got it. Are we going to come back and talk a little bit about the uh, congressional races? And this this has a lot to do with uh, do the Democrats keep the House or not? Mm-hmm. And we'll be back with John Thomas, KFI AM 640. Yeah. Listen. KFI, 
640 Handle here. Uh, a couple of things I want to announce. Uh, first of all, uh, next week, of course, on Tuesday is uh, the election. John will be with us on Wednesday uh, with a uh, special episode of uh, the uh, Thomas Guide. And then I'm going to do my the Handle Guide, uh, the Handle Voting Guide, I'm going to do on Monday. And the rules always apply. Same rules. If you use my voting guide as a template for voting you are fired as a listener you will i will make sure you will never be able to listen to this show again if you vote the way i vote the i guess we won't be asking for your endorsement no oh no 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 what you have to do is look at it and it's strictly out there for entertainment purposes is harambe going to make an appearance Uh, i hope so yes harambe the dead gorilla okay Now, uh, John Thomas, the Thomas Guide, Uh, let's talk a little bit about the congressional races and uh, what they mean and uh, the the hope of the Democrats that this was going to turn the House over. Is that gone? It it, it appears so. There are a couple ways that it doesn't look good for them. First, the bigger problem is just turnout in general. You know, they needed a blue wave and we should have been seeing turnout uh, spiking with young voters. We should have seen turnout spiking uh, with Latinos. And we're just not seeing that. It's not just a California thing. It's all over. But where we particularly need to look is in Orange County because Trump has and continues to be underwater with college-educated whites. That's his biggest problem. He should be picking up. If he could pick up seats anywhere, he should be picking them up in places like Orange County. What he's finding himself in now is the just... First of all, his approvals are actually at about 50 to 52 percent, which is good, which is which is a do no harm scenario, which is good if you're a Republican. Um, But you're just seeing the turnout numbers are not there. Although the enthusiasm is there, people are enthusiastically voting like they always vote. And that's a problem. And, and, And then the other issue is Democrats are worried about being shut out in one of these three Orange County seats where you could have a Republican on a Republican fight. I think the good news for Democrats is that appears there's only maybe one to two seats that that is still a possibility. It appears in that uh, in that race uh, where Dana Rohrabacher, the incumbent, uh, had a last minute strong Republican challenge from former uh, uh, I think he was assembly leader Scott Baugh. People are saying, can it, can Scott go to a runoff with Dana? It's looking increasingly like that won't be happening simply because turnout while it's not spiking on the democratic side it's looking fairly even in terms of early returns i get the ballot i know exactly what returns are because i get overnight reports and it's almost evenly split 38 to 38 percent reap to dem that gives it makes it a tough lane for two republicans to sneak to a runoff there so i think the democrats might dodge bullets there but remember if they lose one of those three seats in a primary and don't have a Democrat in the runoff, that's it. There's no path. There's no path to taking back the House bill. So the stakes are high. But even if they manage to remain competitive going to November, turnout's just not there for them. It's just not there. And then and you so look at the need, news Democrats today, Democrats always need a massive turnout you do. to do you, almost you, anything. You, you need a wave. And at the same time, Trump, while he's underwater with college-educated whites, he's doing better with uh, blue-collar Democrats. So he is very likely to pick up a seat or two in the Rust Belt that he didn't have before in 16. So I don't see, I think the Democrats still will pick up a a couple seats. That happens every time when you're, you're not in power, 
but I don't see them regaining the House. And I think the Republicans pick up one or two Senate seats at this point. The other the other thing to watch was a critical deadline just passed in Arizona uh, where uh, John McCain, people were speculating, was John McCain going to resign and cause a special election to happen? He's hung in there past the May uh, the May 31st or whatever deadline, which means uh, when John McCain decides to retire or or die or, or passes away, the governor gets to appoint an interim senator. And so that means that there, uh, this senator will be protected at least until 2020, because uh, if a special election happened to fill John McCain's seat, that could be another seat also, that Republicans have to defend. And in terms of a, a small uh, state like Arizona, uh, and I know who's ever appointed by the governor who runs again, uh, the, uh, the the way the description is senator, mm-hmm. Incumbent, uh, yeah. does uh, with something known on, on this kind of level, this kind of publicity, would that affect the race does it matter or people really understand it abs- absolutely does uh under any circumstances it, it, under any circumstance i mean well certainly in low profile races that's well, that what, wouldn't be low profile. No, no 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 but like in california races the attorney general with javier becerra he thinks he's a lock for reelect because he's got the benefit of being an incumbent we'll see if that works but the biggest thing in an arizona race which will not be low information because both sides are going to spend lots of money the biggest thing is that would give the appointed senator a two-year run at controlling votes, which means they can raise money and lots of it. So the campaign will be well-funded and armed up and get a jump on whatever Democrat challenger they'll have. Got it. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to see John on uh, Wednesday, the day after the election, to do a little bit of analysis. And uh, we'll see how I am. John has a bunch of candidates, uh, especially in Orange County. And uh, we're going to start ticking off how many of his candidates lost. (laughs) Or in this case, maybe one. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. No, you've got some winners there, too. All right. Uh, And we have the taste test coming up. Foodie Friday. Uh, Today is uh, National Donut Day. So Neil is coming aboard. We're going to do a blind donut test. I don't know how many blind donuts you can find out there. I'm about to invite you. John is joining us for that. I just tweeted a picture of all the boxes of donuts from my desk. For whatever reason, my desk is the place everybody put them. Fantastic. I almost locked the door to the office and said, screw it. You guys can get through the newscast. This is going to that's going to be great. All right. So and so hang loose, John. All right, Jennifer.